Hey everyone, this is Yvette Hampton. Welcome back to the Schoolhouse Rocked podcast. I am back today with Sonia Schaefer and we are having a great time talking about Charlotte Mason. But first I want to thank our sponsor again, CTC Math. If you guys are looking for a great math program, go to ctcmath.com. They are an online math curriculum. It's interactive and it's fun. Your kids will really enjoy it. They explain it. They can go back and re-listen to the lessons and have it re-explained over and over again as many times as they need. And it is just a fantastic resource for any family. And you can try it for free. Go to ctcmath.com. This is part of our homeschool survival series. And so it is so fun getting to break down all of these different teaching methods that we use. Whether you know you're using a teaching method or not, you are. You are using some form of one of the five main teaching styles. We did an episode with um, Sonia several weeks ago. And we talked about uh, the five main teaching styles, which are traditional, classical, Charlotte Mason, unit studies, and unschooling. And so we're breaking apart all five of those and what that really means um, in your homeschool and how you can best use these. So thank you for being back with us again today, Sonia. This has been such a fun discussion this week. I I love talking about these things. Um, One of the things that you, I've heard you say, and I know it's one of your kind of taglines is teach the child, not the curriculum. And I, is that, did you say that or did Charlotte Mason say that? I think you said that. No, I I said that. Yeah, this is a summary. Okay, yes. that that is an official quote by Miss Sonia Schaefer. <laughs> it's going to be on my gravestone. I <laughs> <Right. think>. <laughs> <laughs> Teach the child, not the curriculum. And one of the ways we do that is by teaching our kids good habits. And I know that um, in the last episode we talked, or maybe it was the first episode, I can't remember now, we talked about um, shaping the whole child, shaping them as a person, and not just dumping facts into their brains. You know, they're, they they need to know some facts as they're going through life, but it's not just dumping a bunch of facts without any context behind it. They have to understand why they're learning the things that they're learning. And so how does, I I just want to dig a little bit deep, deeper into that as far as forming good habits and not just giving them information for the sake of giving them information. So how does Charlotte Mason approach that? Yeah. Teaching the whole person is the true meaning of education. Mm -hmm. It's just easy for us to get a real tunnel vision view of education because of the way we were taught, you know? You need to know these facts until the test. And and so often it would be, remember these until the test, and when you're done with the test, then you jettison that load and get ready for the next dump of facts. And when you graduate, You don't remember anything. No, you don't. You don't. In the meantime, many of your experiences have been shaping who you have become. Mm -hmm. And so Charlotte really wanted us to look at the whole person, that it's not just about knowing certain facts. Mm -hmm. It's about they need to have personal relations with God, with the world around them that he has made, and the irrefutable laws that he has put into place in math. And, you know, all of these things relate back to God and to have knowledge of fellow human beings on earth whom God has created. And so that larger view, the fourth aspect of knowledge that our children need is a knowledge of themselves. Hmm. We all need that. Part of that then is 
learning about, as we talked last time, or maybe two times ago, I'm with yeah. you, I'm forgetting, we're just having yeah. such a good conversation. <laughs> we talked about how ideas are always coming at you. And will stands at the door to your heart and mind. And as the ideas come, he decides which ones to let in to influence your thinking and behavior and which ones to reject. And that he has two advisors to help him, conscience and reason. He doesn't depend very much on reason because uh -huh. you can argue yourself into or out of anything if you want it badly sure. enough. You know? <laughs> so you can't really depend on reason that much. But we also have an educated, we need to educate the conscience mm -hmm. to help make those decisions. And so a part of knowledge of yourself is knowing your weak areas and your strengths and instilling good habits in your child right. is a huge thing because the good habits take some of that pressure off of making all those decisions. Should I obey mom this time? <laughs> Always. Should I obey completely <laughs> this time? What might happen if I don't? And going through all of that effort of making a decision is a lot, it's a huge burden to put on that child. Yeah. Where if they're in the habit, we train them in a habit of obedience instead. That takes away all of that effort of decision until their will has been strengthened enough to mm -hmm. choose to do what is right, even when it's hard. Right. That's a strong will. Yes. Being able to do what's right, even when you don't want to, yeah. even when it's hard. And we'll, that's a whole nother subject, yeah. how we often <laughs> say a child is strong-willed when all they're doing is choosing to do what they want to do right. instead of what they know they should do. Yeah. That's a weak will. Strong will. Anyhow, <laughs> I, I'm getting off topic. I love it. We could go on this for a lot. But those habits help the child develop these things and not worry about making those decisions until his will is strong enough to make a good decision for itself. So part of educating the whole child is instilling good habits. And that's another reason I loved the Charlotte Mason approach, because yeah. it took into consideration that whole part of the child. And what she would call good habits are often what we call character traits. Right. You look at her list of okay. habits, there were 60 that she listed specifically or mentioned specifically, okay. and they were things like obedience, mm -hmm. diligence, uh, kindness, orderliness, cleanliness, all the things from practical, clear to, you know, philosophical and religious. She talked yeah. about a habit of praise, mm -hmm. a habit of thanksgiving. Uh, we hear yeah. a lot about an attitude of gratitude and how you should always give thanks. Charlotte was talking about that a hundred years yeah. ago <laughs> as a habit that it should be just a, a way of life. She talked about habits as we lay down railroad tracks in our children's minds and hearts now so that as they go to their futures, their lives can just run on those tracks without mm -hmm. all that effort of decision. Should I do this? Shouldn't I do this? When should I do this? How should I do this? Right. In all of those character issues, we just lay it down as a habit and that sets them up for success in life. So some of the ways, this is the brilliant yes, part. Yes, thank you. I was, that was my next question. How? <laughs> How yeah. do we instill all of these good habits? Well, the good habits, If uh, I do a whole workshop on how to instill good habits. So okay. if you've got another hour, we can go through this. <laughs> we will but, have you come back and talk about that, actually, if okay, you will. <laughs> all right. Okay. But you can, in the meantime, you can download a free ebook off okay. of our website at simplycharlottemason.com 
um, look for a book called Smooth and Easy Days. And that will give you the foundational parts of instilling good habits. Okay. But what was brilliant with Charlotte is that so many of the methods she used for schoolwork reinforce those good habits. Mm -hmm. For example, the habit of attention. She believed that was foundational. That was like the first one you need to get instilled in your child, the habit of paying full attention. So she would start when the children were young, and this is six years old. She didn't start formal lessons till six years old. Okay. So before that, it's all informal play-based learning. Yep. Six years old. Now we're going to ask them to intentionally pay attention, but for a very short time. Mm Mm-hmm. So those, those lessons for first through third grade, no lesson was longer than 20 minutes. Okay. That was maximum. Most of the lessons were much shorter than that. Like the picture study we did last mm-hmm. time? Yes. That was a lesson. Right. It took what, five minutes? Right. Because what you're trying to do is set the child up for a habit of pay attention for the whole lesson. Yes. So we're going to pay attention for the whole, oh, we're done. Right. <laughs> and they paid attention for the whole lesson. Yes. And then we're going to go to use a different part of the brain, do something else. Maybe we did a picture study. Okay, now we're going to do some math. And we're going to pay attention for that. Oh, and we're done there too. Because mm. it was only 15 minutes long. Right. But we're setting up that habit of pay attention for the whole lesson. Okay. Then as that habit, that track in their brains, it mm-hmm. it. Read read about habits. It forms an actual track in the brain. It's yeah. really interesting how God made our brains to do this. As that track gets established, you can start nudging out the length of the lessons as the kids get older. But that habit is already there. Pay attention for the whole lesson. Okay. But so many times, now tell me if I'm going too long here. No, okay? no. I'll just keep talking about this. <laughs> this is fascinating. I love it. <laughs> so many times what we tend to do is... I've got all of this to cover, so I'm going to go and tell the child's eyes glaze over. Right. (laughs) Okay. So what you're doing is you're setting up a habit of pay attention for the lesson until I can't do it anymore, and then I will not pay attention for the last part of the lesson. Yes. (laughs) Because I'm tired. And then they miss it. Rather, you see the difference. Mm -hmm. And so, so we're it's like, come on, back here, honey. No, pay attention over here, back here. Come on, come on. And we're constantly trying to get that child back when their brain is fatigued. Yeah. If, if you do something for too long, the same thing for too long, mm-hmm. that part of the brain gets over fatigued and it shuts down. Yeah. Yeah. So we use different parts of the brain as we go through our school day mm-hmm. and we're doing short lessons with the younger children, especially yep. to help them pay all those things, support that habit of attention. It's just mm-hmm. brilliant how Charlotte put it all together. Yeah. Let me ask you a question about that. So you're talking about starting out that way when your kids are young. If we've not done that with our kids and we've got a child who's in middle school or high school, do you then start there at that point where you start with shorter lessons and gradually lengthen them? It depends on the child. Okay. Okay. And the subject sometimes. Right. You know, some children at that age might not have a problem paying full attention for it. Now at, at that age, Um, fourth through sixth grade, no Mm -hmm. lesson was longer than a half hour. Okay, right. Seventh through ninth grade, no lesson was longer than 45 minutes. Mm -hmm. 
All right. So if you've got a child that age who can pay full attention for a half hour yes. for, let's say, math, yeah. you're fine. But maybe they're struggling uh, with uh, reading history mm-hmm. for that long. You can either divide it into smaller sections and say, I'm going to read this portion for two minutes. Now you narrate it back to me. Mm-hmm. Now, when he's done narrating, I look at the clock. Do I still have time? I do. Does he still have a brain in him? Right. He looks like he's still got some more in him. I'm going to do another section, have him narrate back to me. Look, are his eyes starting to roll in back in his head? Is he mm-hmm. having trouble paying attention? Then I'm going to quit. Yeah. The, the idea is to stop before right. their eyes glaze over. Yep. yep. So it depends on the child. Okay. Oh, you don't get this stuff in a, in a classroom with 30 other kids. <laughs> no, no, no. Everybody has to go at the same rate and you plod along. Exactly. The other thing about full attention that in Charlotte's methods is that they get one shot at it. Mm-hmm. For example, if we're reading a living book, I'm going to read the passage once and I expect a narration when I am done. Sure. None of this, you know how so often in classrooms it's, could you repeat the question? Right. What was that? Can And everybody, the people who were paying attention are bored out of their skulls. Right. The ones who were not paying attention are getting rewarded for not paying attention because right. they get another <laughs> chance at it. Right. <laughs> Where with Charlotte, you get one shot at it, but we don't want to frustrate. So we keep it short. Yes. So set them up for success. They can do this after one time if they put forth the effort to pay the full attention. And for those kids who really struggle, like with ADD or something, Mm -hmm. take that into consideration. Maybe the section you read is going to be one paragraph. Right. If that's as far as they can give attention in one one time, then don't push them over that to frustrate them. Again, teach the child not the curriculum. I love it. Let's take a quick break. We'll be right back. Are you struggling with managing homeschooling your child on a day-to-day basis? BJU Press has a new homeschool planner that can simplify your homeschooling. With BJU Press Homeschool Hub, you can see your child's work for each day, track grades, and grade assignments all in one organized system. The BJU Press Homeschool Hub can make your experience more manageable and more enjoyable. You can have the resources you need for painless planning and happy homeschooling. Visit BJUPressHomeschool.com to see how the Hub can improve your homeschooling. Are you ready to restore our constitutional republic? Patriot Academy is on the front lines of the mission to educate, train, and inspire millions of citizens to know and live their freedoms. With courses and materials from America's Constitution coach, Rick Green, Patriot Academy's Constitution training will equip you to be a leader in your community. You don't have to know anything about history, the Constitution, or the law to get started. The courses and coach training are free. Find a class today or sign up to be a Constitution coach at patriotacademy.com. Again, that's patriotacademy.com. We are back with Sonia Schaefer. And oh, this is so fascinating. I love talking about these things. You're talking, you you talked about good habits, and those are basically character traits that we're teaching in our kids. And you said she has 60. And then you mentioned one, (laughs) which was starting out with paying attention. I'm like, where are the other 59? Um, Is that you you mentioned your free ebook, Smooth and Easy Days? Mm -hmm. Are those listed in there? All 60 are listed in there, but here is the thing. If you get nothing else out of this today, this is what you've got to hear. Are you ready? I'm ready. 
one at a time. Okay. Okay. If you go away from this and you say, all right, I got my list of 20 (laughs) habits. We got it. Oh, we are going to work on the, you're going to drive yourself crazy and your kids kids too. Yeah. So instead work on pick one habit, Mm -hmm. go to work, repeating what you want from Mm -hmm. that habit for six to eight weeks, two months. Okay. Work on that one habit for two months, then choose another habit and start going. Now, if you do that, okay, here's a simple math word problem. Are you ready? Got it. Oh, please don't make me do math. No, it's okay. It's all right. (laughs) Breathe. You're going to be fine. (laughs) If you can instill, you know, get one good habit up and running, but get Uh that plate spinning in two months Mm -hmm. for one habit, how many new habits could you get in place in a year? Six. Six. Yeah. Would your home be different? You did great. Would your home be any different if you sure. had six new good habits up sure. and running in the next year? I mean, would it be any different if you had just two, the habit right. of attention and the habit of obedience? Yes. Yes, absolutely. So just focus one at a time. Okay. Got spend it. two months getting that one habit in place and then, you know, keep that plate spinning. Give it a glance as you start working on the next one. Uh-huh. And if that plate needs a, it gets a little wobbly, might uh-huh. need a little spin, fine. We keep an eye on the ones we've already established, Mm -hmm. but we focus on just one at a time. Love it. Intentional parenting. That's what it is. Exactly. I love that. Okay. We only have a few minutes left, but I really want to ask really quickly, walk us through what a typical day might look like using the Charlotte Mason method. And then at the very end, I want you to uh, just recommend like your top three books that you would recommend for Charlotte Mason. Okay. Um, a typical day can look however you want it to look. Okay. <laughs> but in with our curriculum, we like to keep all the students together for as mm-hmm. many subjects as possible to make it simple. Yes. And remember the idea of the short lessons and alternating using different parts of the brain. So we're not going to sit and read, narrate, read, narrate, read, narrate, read, narrate forever. Amen. Right. In a row. Okay. <laughs> it's going to be spread out with other things in between. And it's the same for your week. Not every day is going to look the same. All right. So we might start out with um, all the family together. We're going to read our family history book and have them narrate. And then we might move to our scripture memory. Mm-hmm. We're going to work on just five minutes on our scripture memory. So we're using a different part. We're not doing the read and narrate. We're mm-hmm. just doing recitation of, of memorized verses. Then we might sing a hymn. So now we're using the singing part of mm-hmm. our brain. Then we might do a picture study. So we're, now we can come back after that and do another read if we need to, do mm-hmm. another read and narrate. So maybe we'll do geography at that point or something. After we've done our family together stuff, then we're going to spread out and do our individual student stuff. And really, the only things that need to be done individually at grade level are the language arts mm-hmm. and the math. Right. And then the upper level, like high school level sciences. All right. Mm-hmm. So we'll work those out. Maybe I'm working with my first grader on doing a 20 minute math lesson. And while I'm doing that, my third grader might be. Um, doing transcription, which is handwriting practice Mm -hmm. for just a couple of minutes. They're not going to do it for all 20 minutes. 
Right. They might be doing that for just a few minutes and then they get to go practice piano downstairs or something, Mm -hmm. you know, while I finish the math lesson. You know how it goes. Sure. All these kids going. Your older one might be reading an additional history book on his grade level. Mm -hmm. That's the same time period as our family history book and doing a written narration on it. All right. So then later on after lunch, maybe we will go outside to do nature study and we can be outside as long as we want to, as long as our schedule allows. And then at our house, three o'clock was always snack time. And we would read aloud a book from our literature, or I'm sorry, a chapter from Mm -hmm. our literature book. Altogether, whether that was Heidi or Black Beauty or just one of the classics, Little yeah. Women or Pride and Prejudice or anything like that, um, read that together. But then maybe the next day we wouldn't do picture study; we'd do music study instead. Mm-hmm. And instead of nature study, we would work on handcrafts. Yeah. And instead of singing the hymn, we might do a poetry. So it will be a nice variety. Always short lessons. At the most, it's going to take you an hour and a half to get through all of the family together subjects Mm -hmm. per day, hour and a half. You're done. All you've got left are the math and language arts for the individual kids after that. Okay. Love it. Do you have sample schedules? I know it's different for every family, but do you have sample schedules on your website that could help, um, especially the new homeschool mom who's trying to figure out how to make this work? Yeah. And it's, it's broken into almost modules. So you can take just as much as you want. It's not an all or nothing thing. So if you want history, geography, and Bible, Mm -hmm. that's one module, and it will give you some sample schedules for that. If you want all the other family stuff that we call them enrichments, the fun stuff, you know, the picture and the music and the Mm -hmm. nature study and the handcrafts and all that good stuff. That's another module. We give a schedule for that. And then if you want those individual grade subjects, We've got different modules for those as well. Because again, you're tailoring the lesson length depending on where the child is. Yeah, love it. Okay, we'll put links to those. Last question, books. Give me your top three books that you would recommend for anyone who's looking to do Charlotte Mason or already doing Charlotte Mason. Mm. That's probably hard. And okay. I don't, I'm don't. i not talking about <laughs> literature. I'm talking about books yeah, that will help to, to understand. Yes, how-to books yeah. that would help to understand. How, how to learn how to do CM. Okay. I'll tell you the two that I learned that I learned from back before there was internet around. Uh When I decided to do Charlotte Mason, I found a little green book called A Charlotte Mason Education. Okay. It's by Catherine Levison. We sell it at Simply Charlotte Mason. I can give you a link for that. Sure. That's your nuts and bolts, really short chapters. These are bathroom chapters. Okay. You know what I'm talking about? Yep. Any mom here with young kids knows what I mean when I say they're bathroom chapters. Okay. (laughs) You can get through the whole chapter before they come knocking on the door. Got it. Okay. Short nuts and bolts. Second book is called A Charlotte Mason Companion. Okay. That's by Karen Andriola. And it is much more chatty, um, much more like you're sitting across the kitchen table from somebody and they're just telling you how they did things. Um, They're both fabulous books. Totally different styles, both classics. Okay. And then um, we also sell that one on our website. And then the third one I would recommend is there's a free, another free ebook on our website. We've got a bunch of them, but this one's called Subject by Subject. Okay. And it just goes through the different school subjects and says, 
here's how you teach it in the Charlotte Mason way. Okay. And that one's free on our website. Okay. Got these links down. Okay. We will put links to those. Now I'm going to ask you a really, really hard question. And okay. <laughs> what would be your top three literary books that you would recommend? Can you even <laughs> narrow that down? You mentioned Heidi. Yeah. I love Heidi. That is one of my favorite books. It just depends. It really depends on the ages of the children. Okay. But if you look at my literary recommendations <laughs> so, on our so for my girls, guide. My girls are 11 and 16. So for that age range, I'm asking, this is my own self Little question. women, absolutely. <laughs> Got it. Okay, little yeah. women, because I, mean, I had four girls and I yes. call them my little women because yeah. that's one of my all-time favorites. Um, <laughs> Were you marmy? <laughs> <laughs> I tried to be. I endeavored to be. Um, I love... This is a tough one. This is a tough one. Sorry. <laughs> now I'm going to I'm going to refer you to the literary lists, the read family read aloud lists, literature books. Okay. On our curriculum guide. Okay. Because there Fair are enough. just like saying who's your favorite child. <laughs> you know, it just doesn't work. Okay. <laughs> Fair enough. And you can see what some of my favorites are because those are my favorites on that Got list. It. Yeah. Okay. We will we'll we'll just we'll just link to the whole list. That'll make it so much yeah. easier. So <laughs> so we're gonna say little women. I'm gonna say Heidi because you mentioned it earlier, and that is one mm -hmm. of my absolute favorite books. I love that book. Um, so I, I will put links to those two, but we will also put a link to your book list. If you've um, got, if you have little boys, especially, uh -huh. there's a series called the Little Britches series oh, yes. uh -huh. by Ralph Moody. Yep. Um, watch for some coarse language in the first couple of them, but if okay. you're reading them aloud, you can edit that real easily. Sure. Those are fabulous too. Those are on the list. Don't worry. Okay. Those are all on the list. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Sounds great. We'll link to all, all things, Sonia Schaefer, all things, simply Charlotte Mason. Sonia, thank you so much for joining us this week. This has been so much fun. I know there, I mean, I feel like we could talk for hours and hours and hours about Charlotte Mason, yeah. how to implement it in your homeschool, but you guys, we don't have to because Sonia's done all of the legwork for us. She's got an incredible ministry called simply Charlotte Mason go to her website, simplycharlottemason.com. I will put all of these links in the show notes to what we've discussed in this episode, but go explore. She has so many more resources on there that I know will be a blessing to you guys. And I, Sonia, are you planning on being at a couple of homeschool conventions this year? Yeah, I'll be at uh, okay. five or six of them this coming spring. Yes. Okay. Do you have a list of where you're going to be? I'm going to be in um, Tennessee. Do you want the names of the actual organizations? Do you have a list on your website area? that will show where you're Yes. Going? Yeah. Perfect. If you go on our website, okay. look under the speaking events and you'll see the list. Yeah. Perfect. Okay. We'll put that, that link as well. And so if you guys want to go meet Sonia Schaefer in person, oh, I'd love you could do that. You. That would be a lot of fun. Yeah. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you so much, Sonia, for being with us and for your encouragement and uh, just sharing your knowledge with us. It's It's been a really exciting week. Um, you thank guys have had a great time. Thank you so much. Thank you for joining us this week. It is such a pleasure to be with you. I am always so honored to know that you are spending part of your day with us when you could be spending it listening to so many other podcasts. If this podcast is a blessing to you, would you please consider uh, supporting us financially? You can go to the uh, Schoolhouse Rocked website, schoolhouserocked.com, click on the donate here button and help support this ministry. Everything that we do is to help support families, to bring um, encouragement and equip you for family discipleship, for homeschooling, for all the things that we do as families, but we always are in need of support for that. So go to schoolhouserocked.com. Thank you so much for joining us. We'll be back with you on Monday with another fantastic guest. Until then, have a great afternoon. Bye.
What we do at IEW is break through the, the noise of the grammar and the writing prompts, and we say, this is what you do, step by step. And I've witnessed it over and over again, both watching Andrew teach and hearing from parents, this is the best writing program. We've made it so easy and made it really affordable. So any mom can teach writing to their children using our course, and we guarantee it. To try three weeks of free lessons, visit IEW.com.